Fraloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 439, August 18, 2020. The high uh, uh, for this date occurred in 1976 when it was 98, and on this date, one year later in 1977, it was 41. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Some uh, fact-based, fact-based corrections Uh, According to the Rapid City Journal in a news piece that Kirsten Irie from Bismarck, North Dakota, sent me, the uh, police chief in uh, Rapid City said those were local Rapid City residents and not Antifa who were attempting to protest at Sturgis. And I believe we we went with the social media take on that, which is they were Antifa. They were not. They were Rapid City residents. Couldn't they have been local Antifa? Uh, not according to the police chief. Huh. Okay. I will I say don't... when when we were in Rapid City and there was a lot of protesters with the, when the president was there, I saw a ton of out of state license plates. Hmm. Not that that has anything to do with. But well, you were that. also in the middle of That's, people yeah. vacationing. True. Yeah, True. Yeah. Big tourist area there, Chris. Joe, I've been listening since the winter of '93. Full on GLer with a CI deep into the '70s. You talked a little about Sturgis yesterday. I was there working at my company's show trailer. Here is a little background. Zero3D.com is our website. We design, manufacture, and sell motorcycle accessories here and around the world. Dennis Kirk is one of our distributors. Four friends and I started Zero in 2014, based in Hudson, Wisconsin. We had a successful rally this year. We set up at Black Hills Harley-Davidson in Rapid City, North Dakota. Signs like the total number of people was around 365,000. What a marked difference in attitude between Minnesota and South Dakota. While you could still see people with masks, none were required. People respected you if you had one on or not. Vendors are in Sturgis from late July on, and there have been no spikes in COVID cases out there as of the day I left. Saturday, August 15th. Uh, tell Johnny to give me a call about making some bumper music. I'm in Ramsey and have been a drummer for a long time. It would be great to make some music for the show. Best regards and keep up the great show, Ken Madden. I so, know Ken. Uh, okay. The other fact-based is uh, I was pronouncing Cannon Hinnant's name wrong yesterday. I kept calling him Connor. His name is yeah. Cannon. Yeah. And last night at the uh, DNC commission convention a couple of the uh, of George Floyd's brothers were there uh, to say that uh, George should still be alive well so should uh, Cannon Hinnant who was murdered by a 25 year old black man at point blank range we still don't know why his words uh, uh, his name is still I don't think it made the uh, I don't think it made the convention last night no uh, and Chuck writes, I never hear a word on television except Fox News. What a sad situation. It never occurred to me that this death will never get the light of day as George Floyd's did. There is so much violence today, a person becomes numb to it all. It never occurred to me that Cannon should have received the same coverage as Mr. Floyd. 
Uh, Mr. Our country is losing its identity as the greatest country in the world. God bless America. And again, that's the story uh, of, a, of a kindergartner named Con, uh, there I go again, Cannon Hinnant uh, from, uh, I can tell you exactly what town, Wilson, North Carolina, uh, who was killed by his neighbor Darius Sessoms, who was 25 years old, uh, inexplicably left his house, walked up to this five-year-old child who was white, and executed him. Well, we don't know why. But he, his name is not. Also, I don't believe, I did not, I must say this, so I'm, I'm willing to be corrected because we're fact-based. I don't believe any of the speakers on the opening night of the Democratic National Convention uh, talked about the decline of the American cities that's been so prevalent, that's been happening. And uh, I doubt that they will. By the way, did you get the... Uh, uh, Video I forwarded to you, Chris, about the gal running in Baltimore. I I did, and not only did I get it from you, we got it from about twenty five other GLers uh, over the over overnight as well. It's pretty there's impressive. An, there's an African American woman running in Baltimore, urban Baltimore, as a Republican, and she is saying to her uh, would be constituents exactly what we've been saying. Why don't you, can you play some of it? Just give me about fifteen seconds to get it queued up. Yeah, uh, and then I also want. GLers listening around the world to have a pen and paper ready. You may use a pencil. Also, I'm going to give you an address that you might find interesting. But first, I want to hear from this uh, young woman in Baltimore. Uh, it's an ad in which she's walking the uh, uh, tumble-down streets of inner Baltimore and saying uh, 50 years of democratic rule has not helped us. It's not accomplished anything. John, you'll... Oh, sorry. Do you care about black lives? The people that run Baltimore don't. I can prove it. Walk with me. They don't want you to see this. Stop it. What's her name? Kim Classic. K-L-A-C-I-C-I-K. Classic. Right. Kim Classic. Pick it up again. I'm Kim Classic. This is Baltimore. Classic. The real Baltimore. This is the reality for black people every single day. Crumbling infrastructure, abandoned homes, poverty, and crime. Baltimore has been run by the Democrat Party for 53 years. What is the result of their decades of leadership? Baltimore is one of the top five most dangerous cities in America. The murder rate in Baltimore is 10 times the U.S. average. The Baltimore poverty rate is over 20%. Wow. Homicide, drug, and alcohol deaths are skyrocketing in our city. Do you believe Black Lives Matter? I do. The vast majority of crime in Baltimore is perpetrated against black people, who make up 60% of the population. So why don't we care about our communities? The Democrat Party have betrayed the black people of Baltimore. If the politicians walk the streets like I do, they would see exactly how their policies and corruption affects us. But they don't want to see it. They don't want you to see this. Go to any Baltimore neighborhood and ask this question. Do you want to defund the police? No. No. Absolutely not. I had three sons killed in Baltimore City. And I think if we defund the police, it's going to be worse than that. So no, I'm opposed to that. What are you going to defund the police for? Why? How do you defend your city, your community? Families are losing people. It's not just Baltimore. 
The worst place for a black person to live in America is a Democrat-controlled city. It's 2020. Name a blue city where black people's lives have gotten better. Try. I'll wait. Look at this. How are children supposed to live here and play here? Democrats think black people are stupid. They think they can control us forever. That we won't demand better and that we'll keep voting for them forever. Despite what they've done to our families and our communities. Are they right? I'm Kim Klasik and I'm running for Congress because I actually care about black lives. All black lives matter. Our communities matter. Baltimore matters. And black people don't have to vote Democrat. God bless you, young lady. Does she stand a chance? I don't know. I don't John, know. I sent Joe this video at 4.54 a.m. <laughs> Tell your wife that. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. He, he gets mad when I uh, communicate with him before 7 a.m. So I, I don't. My <laughs> wife does. Yeah. I like to text you on the weekends at about 3 in the morning. <laughs> Anyway, I thought of you right away when I saw that this morning, Such, because like you said, that's what you've been saying for years. Well, she's awakened to the uh, very uh, obvious idea that uh, quit doing me a favor, she's saying as a young black woman to the Democrats. You haven't done me any favors. And she's another example of what I've been hoping for, the pushback against this mob mentality and and progressive, so-called progressive liberal rule has to come from black people. I I can't do it. I'm just another white voice in the crowd. It takes Kim Classic to do it. Kendall Qualls. Kendall Qualls to do it. Uh, It just, uh, I, I really am heartened by her message there. I must say I don't know anything about her. And you, you know, I know Crenshaw retweeted this her campaign video initially that's when i saw it yesterday for the first time and you should see the comments are they are they kind or are they foul it's it's exactly what you would expect they're very foul really yeah oh so the so the mob is trying to cancel her correct that's exactly what's going on isn't that something it is is it that's it's heartbreaking gee whiz gee whiz well you, you want a little brighter note please all right you got a pencil and paper glers Uh, I got an email from one of our superiors at Hubbard Broadcasting, Inc. Gentlemen, I heard you talking about new listeners to the podcast, missing out on the history of GL, Joe's books, old bits, the lexicon, etc. We have 135 GarageLogic 20th anniversary CD sets available on our half-price site that these new listeners can buy and learn more about GL by listening to the best of. Oh, cool. These two, D, two CD sets are $5 plus shipping and handling. What the hell? I think they're going to make a big mistake doing this. Why? Because the, the 135 are going to get snapped up, and then what? That's true. Well, go to, do I have to do the HTTPS part? <laughs> please, for, for our amusement, please do. Yeah. HTTPS colon slash slash. K-S-T-P-A-M-1, the numeral one. Yeah. Dot, half off deal, one word, dot com slash index dot PHP question mark, index type equal promo detail and H-E. No, you don't need that. Here it is. K-S-T-P-A-M-1, Roman numeral one. That's all one word. Dot. Let him go. Let him go, Chris. All right. Half off deal. Mm-hmm. That's all one word. Dot com. 
There you go. And or if you Chris, don't want to waste or, a half an hour of your time trying to write all that down and then spell it out into your computer, yeah. I'll provide a link to not only the Garage Logic Facebook page, but I'll also provide it in the daily post at the all-new garagelogic.com. How's that sound? Wonderful. Okay. That comes from Bernie Lauer, our director of digital. How much do you want to spell that all out? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> Chances are Joe missed a letter or two. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing here. Yes. Uh, KSTPAM1.halfoffdeal.com. Five bucks for uh, the two-set 20th anniversary best of CD collection. Very cool. Uh, I think people would, uh, would enjoy that. Uh, especially uh, new listeners that we've uh, gathered from around the country mm-hmm. that didn't grow up at the radio show. Now on to John Thompson. He is the maniac, and I don't use that word lightly, uh, who appeared in Hugo Saturday and raised holy hell in the yard of Bob Kroll and his wife Liz Collin, uh, demanding that they both be fired. I have no idea what Liz Collin has to do with this. John Thompson is a... Uh, Candidate for the legislature, uh, District 67, representing Lake Phelan, uh, most of the greater east side. Uh, He's not qualified. His behavior told us that much. He was foul and uh, unconscionable. And he's now uh, crying that he's getting death threats, and he's worried about his— Oh, he's going that route, is he? He's taking that route. Uh He's worried about his son and his family— and uh, I don't think he should be getting death threats. I'm not necessarily sure that he has, uh, but he shouldn't. That's we don't play, homie. Don't play that way. Garage logicians would not issue that. But he said uh, uh, that he's. Uh, let me get it the exact quote because he's uh, completely unaware of his own stupidity. Oh, on his personal page, he posted, now I'm getting death threats for speaking the truth. And you say racism doesn't exist here in Minnesota? Listen, uh, Thompson, you issued death threats in Hugo. Yeah. You threatened to burn Hugo down in front of children. At the top of your lungs, yeah. Your profanity, your your profane diatribe included, included, do you think I give a bleep about burning down Hugo? What is that, Thompson, you moron? That's a death threat. This guy should... Oh, I, I just can't, I can't. Uh, yeah. Good morning, Joe. I was saddened by Thompson's behavior this past weekend and took it personally. My father, Gene Waldorf, represented the Phelan East Side for four years in the House, 1976 through 79, and 12 years in the Senate, 1980 to 91. It would be inconceivable to my father to ever behave in this manner. My father represented this area with honor and servitude. During his 16 years in office, he never took a one cent of per diem. And as an electrical engineer specialist at 3M, he took a pay cut to serve in the legislature. My father was a conservative Democrat during this time in the legislature. After he retired from the Senate, he found that the Democratic Party no longer represented him. In 2000, at 74 years of age, my father ran for Congress in the 8th District as an independent because he had become troubled by both parties' lack of concern about fiscal responsibility. He lost. He and my mom raised six children. Once during a legislative hearing, my father was verbally attacked by an activist for having six children, and my father responded that his children would become part of the solution to to society's issues, not part of the problem. That was the way he and my mom raised us. My dad was a garage logician long before 
before your show started. Back in the early 70s, we owned a 65 Chevy Bel Air, and there was a problem with the lower end of the engine. My dad was not a mechanic, but he was willing to learn. He went to the library and checked out a manual, dug a pit in the driveway, pushed the car over the pit, and repaired the engine. My father's can-do attitude had an immense effect on my formation as I grew up this past February. My father passed away, and even though I miss him terribly, at times I am happy that he isn't here to see how bad things have gotten. This is from his son, Paul Waldorf. Uh, Sanibel Jim notes... Good morning, Joe. After reading the Pioneer Press article on Thompson this morning, I was left asking, has any reporter asked the governor, the attorney general, and the rest of the Democratic Party officials their individual opinion of this radical fool's aggressive and incredibly dangerous rantings and threats? The official Democrat position was stated as, we expect our candidates and elected officials to live up to our highest values when they represent our DFL party, said DFL party chairman Ken Martin. The Minnesota DFL does not condone any rhetoric which is violent, hateful, or inflammatory. Really? Seems to me this out-of-control idiot needs to be sanctioned. But we will see none. He reflects the nature of that political party today. Is there any better reason to vote for virtually anyone but him and his ilk? Apparently on Monday, Thompson said he was getting death threats and declined an interview out of concern for his family's safety. That is B as in B, S as in S. He did not want tough questions or any effort to hold him responsible for his actions. Words are words, but actions speak loudly. Threats, if true, what the hell did he expect after all the Nazi-like speech he spewed in front of the neighborhood residents? How that can be allowed and legal is beyond me. The violent beating of the caricatures, uh, the piñatas in the Kroll's driveway, was enough to make arrests necessary. Was that a threat? In my day, it would have been. So further embarrassment for the normal folks of Minnesota. When a despicable human like Thompson can be a winning candidate for our legislature, we are doomed. This what seemed to be a normal neighborhood in St. Paul now appears to us as a far-left radical stronghold supporting violence and racism. And he's correct. And also, uh, we are to remember that Bert says that what Thompson uh, was spewing was rhetorical graffiti. It's gibberish that you can't understand unless you are in the club. And apparently being a member of the club means taking leave of your senses. Thompson should be disqualified by his party officials from running for office. He went to a mm-hmm. private home where he had no business belonging issued threats about burning down Hugo, and then violently destroyed these piñatas that were presumed to look like Kroll and Liz Collin. What, you, you please tell me. And there's no, there's no arrest, by the way. That's, that was nope. noted today. The nope. uh, Washington County attorney could find no uh, felony charges to file, so there would be no arrest. They, they broke the piñatas on his lawn. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Isn't that trespassing in and of itself? Yes, of course. Just it to is. start with? On top is. of everything else, well, I thought they were in his driveway, not his lawn. They no, were they everywhere. Were, for the, for the pinatas, they they did it on his lawn. All They're all crawling all over. Front. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. And he's worried now. Well, Thompson, you lit the fuse. You you went to Hugo and threatened to destroy it. Yeah. I heard you with my own ears. And then made himself the victim. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he's he's perfect. He's today's modern DFL candidate. That's just a shame. That's just a shame as these cities continue their decline. And again, I just don't think that's being discussed at the DNC convention. I, I just don't see anyone. How long did you make her last night for the I virtual did, I, uh, convention? I did. I did. I, that's why I say I shouldn't even be talking. That I, <laughs> I, I'm willing to be corrected if they, in fact, address that. I'm, I'm willing to be corrected, but I, I would imagine they didn't. Uh, I had no interest in watching any of it, to tell you the truth. 
Watch the Twins. Yeah. Another big win for your ball club. Watch Nelson swat a couple. Yep. Yep. Well, last night, uh, Minneapolis surpassed its 2019 homicide total. After two separate deadly shootings. Congratulations to us. Yeah. Early this morning. Uh, these two were the uh, city's 48th and 49th homicides so far this year, surpassing the 48 homicides reported in all of 2019. One person died after a shooting in the Hiawatha neighborhood early this morning. Uh, uh, John Elder, the uh, state patrol, uh, said the state patrol responded to a call of shots fired at the intersection of Snelling Avenue and East 45th Street at 12:23 a.m. Uh, trooper saw a car speeding away. They pulled the car over and found a man in the passenger seat with gunshot wounds. Uh, they interviewed the driver, but no suspects are in custody. Police are also investigating a homicide at an apartment building at 59th Street, Nicollet, in the Wyndham neighborhood. Police were called there at 6.22 a.m. on a report of a man down. When they arrived, they found a man already dead suffering from gunshot wounds. At 45th and, uh, you said, Snelling, that's down around uh, that Walgreens that still hasn't reopened and that gas station that got looted and burned and Minnehaha Falls down there. It's that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, just a minute. Let me get out of this, please. All right. Uh, I have made myself aware of a guy named Brett Weinstein. Uh, He was ground zero of the cancel culture. It got talked about at some length while we were still on the radio in 2017. He's a professor of evolutionary biology, as is his his wife. Heather Hying. Heather Hying. And they were both at Evergreen State College in the state of Washington. And if you'll recall, a great dust-up occurred around this fellow because he questioned the wisdom of the campus having an official day where either whites or blacks were to have remained away from campus. Uh, Most principally, whites apparently were to have remained away from campus so that blacks could be acknowledged for what they have contributed to the uh, campus. And I read, I read it again today, uh, his email to his uh, faculty board, uh, and it was nothing but civility and calm and logic and reason. Uh, but within 24 hours, uh, there were riots on campus, and the president of the school asked the police to stay away so that then there was literally literal anarchy on the campus of Evergreen State. And he uh, subsequently... Uh, he and his wife uh, resigned and sued. They asked for $3.8 million. They each got two hundred fifty grand. But he has since, uh, he's a brilliant mind, and he has since developed a, a podcast called Dark Horse. Uh, he's considered to be part of the dark intellectual web in which there are these great thinkers uh, taking on the mob rule. And uh, as a result of taking on the mob rule, And as a result of being a thinker, Weinstein, a self-proclaimed liberal radical, has come to the conclusion that what's taking place across the culture right now is a horizontal movement, meaning there's really no one to discuss anything with. There's no leader. 
this cancel culture mentality has insidiously crept into all entities of society. Corporate America, journalism, uh, media, uh, film. Sports. Television, sports. So there's no... There's, as he said, you know, if 70% of the entities in the country uh, have gone off the rails, but 30% have not, you would, you would hope that we would have 30% on which to build and try and reach uh, an agreement to discuss things with the other 70%. But he said, everything's a mess right now. The chaos is everywhere across the landscape, and it has no leadership, and is barreling towards this Marxist revolution, which he completely frowns on, and he has started uh, a new way to think about presidential elections called Unity 2020, in which he posits that one centrist Republican and one centrist Democrat serve as co-presidents. Uh, it's, a, it's a novel idea, although... Uh, you guys were telling me the first three presidents of the United States had to take as their vice president the loser of the election. Right. Uh, this yeah. is some. This is not that. This is the two parties coming up with the with the with the candidate, and they both run. I, I would imagine uh, he imagines a uh, race as there is now, and the winning Republican would serve with the winning Democrat. And he believes this would be a way to at least get a handle on discussing this collapse of this culture and how to end it and how to restore it. I joined the, the Unity 2020. Wouldn't that just create even more division? Well, I, and I, I, there's so much to digest from this fellow that I haven't had a chance to read every bit of it. But he's got the country divided into about eight political tribes. and uh, it's, just, it's just fascinating stuff. And his name's Brett Weinstein. Yeah, he's not a crackpot. Um, okay. yeah. We were first alerted to him, I think it was last week, by uh, a listener, Scott. And their podcast, uh, Dark Horse, that he does with his wife, Heather, started out basically all about COVID. And it started out in March. And boy, if you want to hear in intellectual discussion on COVID, this is the place to go. Because these two, they're, uh, what are they, Such? They're evolutionary, evolutionary biologists. biologists. And boy, just fascinating discussion uh, listening to them talk about it. But then their podcast kind of evolved more and more into current events, and then uh, the George uh, Floyd thing happened, and, and it kind of turned to that, and now they're watching the country disintegrate, and they recently came up with this Unity 2020 thing, and it, it might not work, but it is certainly worth discussing and very fascinating, and he's not a crackpot. He, he's, he's not outrageous. He's not a lunatic. He's, he's, he's brilliant is what he is, along yeah. with his wife, Heather. And he, and he has brilliant observations. I think he's getting tired of talking about it, but he has brilliant observations on the formation of the cancel culture when he quite literally was the first to be canceled. Yeah. In the world of the failed academy, I'm unaware of other cancellations prior to him. But you can see what he means when it's it's a horizontal movement. It's it's everywhere. It's Aunt Jemima has to get canceled, and uh, uh, anything everything has to get canceled. Police departments have to get canceled. Have you guys, right. This is a madness. It's utter madness. But what he's doing, he's bringing thinking to it, and he's analyzing it, and he's trying to come up with solutions. 
and I've invited him on the show. I, I hope to hear from him. Uh, side note, I've invited Sourdough Slim to come on. You'll recall uh, that in 2018, uh, during the Paradise, California fire, Sourdough was much too emotional to come on. Yeah. He didn't want to come on. He saw his town uh, become destroyed. But now there's a new Ron Howard documentary film, either has been released or will be shortly, on the fire in Paradise, California, and I, I, I use that as the hook to try to get uh, Sourdough to join us. And I hope to hear from him, and I, I hope to hear from Brett Weinstein. And this would be GLers the time of the year that we would have Sourdough on. It's almost right. fair time. Right. right. GLers, if you want a quick background on Brett, uh, he was interviewed last week on a different podcast, and you'll have to search for, uh, search his name, Brett Weinstein, and then search We Can Stop uh, the next civil war, something like that. And you'll yeah. get all of his background and it, it'll bring you right up until last week where he was talking about unity 2020. And it's a, it's a good jumping off point and a place with uh, within an hour that you can get the full background and find out where he's coming from. Uh, I think it was called we can stop a civil war and he's being interviewed by two British young guys. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, and, and, Boy, I was just impressed with this guy's thinking. It's just yeah. marvelous. And yep. he, he's got the mystery so figured out that uh, I sat there with my mouth open this morning listening to it. And that's and, the one I listened to. Yeah, please be patient with him. He, he admittedly, well, he taught at uh, probably one of the biggest liberal arts uh, colleges. I mean, super liberal arts college, uh, Evergreen. And he's admittedly a liberal, but he... he, he he says both sides are failing, and they're failing in a major way. Right, and he sees no uh, he sees no solutions in what's taking place. Uh, no. The destruction of America is not the solution. No, and he, he's got just wonderful thoughts about the folly of communism, and uh, it's mm -hmm. just uh, we recommend him. Uh, he's a fellow GLer. And I really, really hope we can have him on the air with us. Hey, uh, Joe, really quick. We got an email that uh, is pertaining to the Bob Kroll, and uh, it's Jason Thompson? Uh, John Thompson. John, John Thompson, I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's worth bringing up. Uh, hey, Joe, don't use my name. We do not have a police force in Hugo. However, the Washington County Sheriff's Office serve oh, as our right. law enforcement yeah. arm. There were multiple officers on hand on Saturday, and although they did not specifically state it, if they were there doing as much as they were allowed to do, residents were told the street is public property. The deputy, deputies did not have an explanation for why they were unable to stop the group from occupying Mr. Curl's property. I would commend the fellows that were here that there were a couple of factions misbehaving, and they did their best to keep everyone safe. To the best of my knowledge, there was no violence from Mr. Thompson's tomfoolery. Please keep pushing back, and don't worry. We'll keep Spencer and his meat locker safe. Thanks. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Well, there, to me, there was violence. It was rhetorical violence. You, you, this Thompson threatened to burn Hugo down. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. That's violence. That's yelling fire in a crowded theater, isn't it? It is, and that's the kind of thing that Brett uh, Weinstein is working against and Unity mm -hmm. 2020 is working mm -hmm. against. That, that All that does is create a bigger division among Americans. Well, out to Highway 61 way is Grunthofer's. Grunthofer's Old Fashioned Meats on north end of Hugo on Highway 61. I got a feeling that uh, Spencer can take care of everything. 
Uh, I'm going to get back to this email, or he owes me a meatloaf now for yeah. reading this email yeah. on the air. Uh, Spencer is expanding his establishment. It's just been a wonderful, wonderful success. GLers have been spreading the word. This is the greatest meat emporium we've ever discovered. Meatloaf, brats, tomahawk steaks, you name it. Burgers, sliders, uh, shrimp, skewers, everything, uh, everything for all your indoor and outdoor cooking needs. But uh, what a godsend during the grilling season to have discovered a place like Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. Uh, we thank uh, Spencer. He was with us, I think, almost from the very beginning. That's true. Of the podcast. I bet we weren't, I bet we weren't two weeks into the podcast, and somehow Spencer and his team were able to overlook our first few podcasts and still say, <laughs> let's give it a try with them. Let's give it a try. Why not? Let's try it. <laughs> Even though they were bumbling idiots trying to take off in an airplane that was half built. But uh, <laughs> thank you, Spencer, and uh, GLers love it. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on Highway 61, just at the north end of Hugo. It didn't take long for business owners to get the message that Sioux Falls, South Dakota is open for business. I'm Dean Diesick from the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. We're getting a lot of inquiries about available sites in Sioux Falls for 100,000 square foot buildings. Maybe it's because South Dakota has seen less of an impact from coronavirus than other states. There have been fewer job losses here, and our state government is ending the fiscal year with a surplus. In Sioux Falls, you pay no corporate or personal state income tax, get one of the lowest workers' comp rates in the country, see a significantly lower cost of doing business, and your business won't be tied up, locked down, or hung up in red tape. Visit SiouxFallsDevelopment.com and get the facts. Sioux Falls is the right-sized community with the right business climate at the right time to grow your business. Get relief from excessive restrictions and costs. Expand your business to Sioux Falls. Pay us a visit at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. Boy, uh, my neighbors uh, back home out to the country, they're really going through the ammo. I mean, it is shooting from first light until the sun goes down. A lot of cardboard being shredded, a lot of paper being punctured. A lot of fun being had. Uh, DKMags.com. They're up on Old 8 in New Brighton. Or Monticello Pawn and Gun. You know, there are a couple of wonderful shops UGLers have really fallen in love with. If you've been to them, you know that already. The best little gun shop around. Monticello Pawn and Gun. They offer everything in the way of firearms and accessories that DK does. But there's so much more. All the goodies you normally find at a pawn shop. What are you looking for? They might actually have one. Stop in and check out. They're just south of 94 in Monticello. If you're a hunter or a sports shooter, you need anything at all for home and self-defense, DK Mags and Monticello Pond and Gun, the best little source of everything uh, you need, along with very competitive prices and great advice. And you, you know I've said it many, many times. That's the reason that I really, really love them, because of the counter help. The guys that run the shops, they know they're passionate about firearms. This just isn't a gig. This is their lives. And they know a lot about it, and they treat everybody the same. There's no snobbery there. Uh, and that's why I really love DKMags.com. It's what first drew me to them. Uh, they're up in New Brighton, Old 8 or Monticello Pond and Gun, 1219 Highway 25, 5% off firearms and accessories if you're in the law enforcement biz or a first responder or a veteran. DKMags.com, New Brighton, Monticello Pond and Gun, a couple of wonderful shops for GLers run by GLers. 
You know, I'm always quick to decry the uh, attacks by Mysterians on America's institutions. Uh, but I believe the president has also attacked an American institution, perhaps one of our most beloved, and that's the United States Postal Service. He brought in a new hitman, a guy named uh, Louis DeJoy, to be the Postmaster General. Well, DeJoy is just a major Trump donor. And he's, he was brought in under the guise of, and this is true, of course, the post office is, is, is now a you know, blockbuster in a Netflix world. It's, it's losing money, it's losing billions of dollars, but it still is delivering the mail, and it's a, it's a constitutional requirement, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, to have a post office. And while it might be uh, wise of Trump to stop the bleeding in the post office, his timing is bad uh, because he's virtually admitting that uh, this will prevent people from voting by mail during a pandemic. So he, he decides to bring in this guy, DeJoy, and what's happened is, uh, well, he's eliminated overtime, late delivery. They've closed mail sorting machines. They've taken mailboxes off the street. Uh, and now the postal workers themselves are saying, look, you're putting us in a position where, where these ballots might not arrive on time. And the president has acknowledged that he doesn't want to provide the agency with any money because uh, he wants to undercut its ability to process was what is expected to be a record number of mail-in ballots. Look, I'm not a mail-in ballot guy, and I don't like it at all. But during a pandemic, you can imagine <coughs> perfect, perfect health. health. Perfect health. You can imagine during a pandemic how many millions of Americans will choose to vote by mail, and and Trump can't stand in the way of that. He can't he can't bring in a guy to blow up the post office three months before an election under the guise of, well, we have to make this thing uh, more profitable. Uh, I'm very concerned as a postal worker that there could be delayed ballots because we've essentially been instructed to slow the mail down, said Doug Brown, a postal staffer and president of the American Postal Workers Union chapter in Indiana. The agency's new leader, Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, a major Trump donor who has investments in... uh, Companies that compete with the post office, like UPS. Uh, Stressing that the cost-cutting measures will make the service more profitable. Uh, Next, a word went around that retail post offices were cutting business hours. Then mail processing machines started getting dismantled. And the agency's iconic, that has to be foghorn. That's got to get the horn right there. Blue mailboxes began to get removed from American streets. American streets. The result is the growing concern about the agency's ability to deliver mail-in ballots in the upcoming election. If we were left to do our jobs, they would get out on time. Michael Sinelli, a postal truck driver and union shop steward in New York, said of mailed ballots. Uh, the, the Postal Service's Board of Governors tapped DeJoy to head the agency earlier this year, making the 63-year-old former supply chain CEO the first postmaster general in nearly two decades who was not a career postal employee. Uh, since taking over the service in June, DeJoy has instituted a series of operational changes that have delayed mail and infuriated members of Congress. Uh, memos obtained by the AP show postal leadership has moved to halt overtime and late delivery trips that are sometimes needed to make sure mail arrives on time. With one document stating one aspect of these changes that may be difficult for employees is that temporarily we may see mail left behind or mail on the workroom floor or docks. No, you bleeps. You're not messing with the post office. That's, 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 I, I'm descended from a postmaster. 
My great-grandfather was the postmaster in Curry, Minnesota, which doesn't even exist anymore. Wow. Did he somewhere in southwestern the, uh, Minnesota. What, Kenny? Did he, did he marry the gal from the sod hut? Ooh, good point. <laughs> no, 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 because that's my grandmother. This is my oh, great-grandfather. Okay. okay. Uh, the guy was the postal uh, postmaster of, of Curry, Minnesota. I, 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 this is striking home to me, messing with the mail. I'm, I, I love to play office. I have stamps. I have envelopes. <laughs> I walk to the mailbox. Where is Curry, Don't mess Minnesota? with my mail, Trump. Honest to God, leave my mail alone, you We're, person. Careful. Were you amazed that he just blatantly came out last just week and it. said, I don't want you to vote I don't want these mail. people to vote. Yeah. And I got a guy in place who's going to screw it up for me. Yeah. Are you <laughs> kidding like, really? me? That's a ch- uh, you know You know that mail used to get delivered twice a day? Wow. No, I didn't. No wonder mail, they went broke. Numbers of mailings <laughs> peaked. Numbers of mailings peaked in 19... I believe it's either 1985 or 1988, and of course, uh, to me, it's still a miracle that I can put a stamp on an envelope and something yeah. gets delivered to somebody in Florida. I know you're all snickering and saying, "Well, no, idiot, I agree. Catch I agree. up with the times and just do it electronically." I don't want to. Okay, I don't want to. Curry, I want Minnesota, to play office right outside of hated Slayton, Minnesota. Does it still exist? Well, I just googled it, and that's what popped up. I don't think it's on current maps. Oh. Does it say anything about the town? Having gone defunct? It, well, when you click on it, it shows up in Murray Township. Yeah. And it does have Roosters on and off sale liquors right there on Old Highway 38. <laughs> well, he wouldn't have settled there without oh, it. I got news for Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make a run to but Roosters. But the post office snafu is exactly what you talk about with social media, Joe, because there was a guy by the name of Thomas Ken on Twitter, and he's a big Bernie Sanders supporter. He tweeted out a photo Photo taken of Wisconsin. This is happening right before our eyes. It's a stack of all these old mailboxes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the problem was what? it's yeah. two years old, and right. they're there because they're being refurbished. You listen, moron. listen. Yeah. Uh, I, I spare me your emails pointing out the that Trump is doing something wise well, you'll, you'll fiscally. Get him, trust me. No, he's not doing anything wise fiscally. I agree that the post office is in terrible financial condition and has been for years, and Congress hasn't done enough oversight. It's the responsibility of Congress to take care of the Postal Service. Uh, their big problem is the, the pensions they have to pay out and the, the fact that people aren't using the mail as much as they used to. But right now, Trump, when there's a pandemic, people with uh, – and I'm not a mail-in guy. I, I, I don't want to be a mail-in ballot guy. I'm going to the polling place. But I can understand I, – I know people, uh, many people, who are going to vote by mail. Uh, on both sides of the aisle, I know many people are going to vote by mail. So don't tell me now is your smartest time to bring in this fixer <laughs> and then tell me you're going to streamline and fix the post office. No, so far all that's happened is you've delayed the delivery of mail and you've got postal workers concerned that they're not going to be able to process these ballots. And uh, uh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I, get after, I get after mysterians who wreck institutions. Don't you wreck an institution. One of the fondest institutions we have, not to mention, so is voting. <laughs> Two is, institutions. Since this all started, too, it's occurred to me, isn't the Postal Service a service? It's not supposed to be a, quote, profitable company. If it turns a profit, great. But yeah. it's a service of the government, right? right? I mean, Right, right, right. It's quasi-governmental. What is yeah. it too much to ask for it to pay for itself, John? Well, that'd be Kami. good. Yeah, that'd John. Be good. Don't start. Well, with of me. course that would be, but their problems. Be, <laughs> look, 
you, you can look at the post office and you can see the failings of much of large government. Uh-huh, it just yeah. it just it never got taken care of when it should have been taken care of. Too many billions of dollars in pensions are owed these mail carriers, all of whom I get to know, by the way. One of the great fans of our show is Pete the Mailman. That's right. And uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of the mail, and I'm a big fan of receiving and sending mail. And uh, I'm disheartened that, that this buffoon would would threaten the, the post office at this time. Pick up the timing is what's wrong. You know, three yeah. years ago, Trump, you could have made it one of the, the things on your agenda to point out that among the things I'm going to fix here in the swamp is the post office. Okay, great. Well, but <laughs> don't you think he's doing it because of the election? Of course he is. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, so three years well, ago, how it didn't it, occur to him. How does that make him any different than any other politician who does the same thing six months before an election? No, Come no, on, John, guys. what other politician has uh, slowed down the post office was, prior to an election? That, that was Kenny, I, not me. I know. I, what, I who is that, Kenny? I, I don't mean the, the post office, but that's what politicians do. They, they pick a hot-button issue, and they trot it out before the election. And you know, and they beat it into the ground, and then they get reelected and completely ignore Hold it. Hold on, I but he's, he's not doing it because it's no. an issue. That's my point. He's doing it because he wants to make sure. Uh-huh. He's, I can see that. I, on your face. You know what? All I'm trying to do here is make sure I don't get any of the hate mail. That's yeah. Hold on, all I'm, I'm, I'm talking to, to IT right now. Can you just, please forward all show mail to just <laughs> Joe and John? Thank you. GLers, GLers, GLers who appreciate Trump know exactly what I'm saying. And they need to be honest with themselves. He is, he is he is hiding behind the guise of financially repairing the post office, which, yes, needs financial repair. But his timing is suspect, and he's disingenuous about it, and he's virtually, ad- not virtually, he's admitted. He admitted yeah. He's admitted he doesn't want people to vote by mail. And in doing so, he's brought aboard this sharpshooter named LaJoy, or whatever the hell his name is. Oh, DeJoy. Uh, his name is Louis oh, DeJoy. DeJoy. And they've DeJoy. slowed down the mail, and they've removed mailboxes. They've cut overtime. There's no late deliveries. Hey, people get medicines by mail. It's so funny that you're against this, but yet you basically agree with what he's saying. I mean, you I, hate voting but, by mail. But he's not the reason, though, I think. Joe's point is John. I'm, John, defend me. Yes. Defend me. I'm it's egging, it's I'm disingenuous. It's dishonest. It's, I think that's Joe's point. Yeah, I'm I'm dangling a hook in front of him. Thank you. We got Ode to Joy. There we Be- go. Beethoven. You just happen to have Ode to Joy, Chris. <laughs> well, of all, just take it down a minute. Are we going to get in trouble? Of all our care. problems, I'm already going to get. <laughs> of all yes. the problems that faces, do you really want the loss of a postal service? I don't. I, I fear that I, I'll be li- I'll I'll live long enough to live in a cashless society, which terrifies me. Yeah. I don't want to live in a postless society. Uh, so well, anyway, there's always that sod hut waiting for you back mm-hmm. down in. Uh, <laughs> that was west of the Twin Cities. By the way, I want to peel back the curtain. Whoever put this song "Ode to Joy" in the system labeled it O D I E. Odie, like as in Garfield's buddy. Odie, Odie to Odie. Joy. Odie Joy. <laughs> Why don't we come back with John Heights' oh, newscast? I think that's a really, really good idea. I think so. I think so. Can't wait for all those emails. <laughs> Joe, you, you good? Are you ready, yep. Joe? Yep. You sure, Joe? Oh, yeah. It's the end of the world as we know it. 
and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Hey, Joe. What? Got your your chill boys on, bro? I do, as a matter of fact. Oh, the most comfortable (laughs) underwear you will ever own? Those chill boys? Yeah, that's the one we're talking about. The entire GL staff has made the switch. I have a, a question that I hope is not indelicate. Okay. Uh, the, the, what, what is the term for the opening? Would that be called the fly? Sure. The yeah. barn door. Okay. The, the barn, barn door. door. <laughs> but, but there's a button on the barn door. Yeah. Do you leave that yeah. buttoned or unbuttoned? Well, in my case... And again, I don't mean it to be an indelicate question. In my case, you have to leave it unbuttoned. Because <laughs> oh, my God! Well, I, it's a serious question. I think I'm you, leaving you it buttoned. all the room you can okay, get. Okay, I'm making well, a note you know, to save this one, that's you're for sure. You're of that age where uh, that sort of thing isn't a problem. <laughs> right. We're talking about chill boys. I said I, I wanted to keep it uh, from becoming indelicate. I, I don't you. appreciate your sophomoric nonsense. I asked a serious question. Joe's talking about the button on his performance boxers. <laughs> I'm wearing the bamboo boxer briefs today. I don't know what kind John and Kenny are wearing. Do they right have now. a button? They do have a button. Chillboys.com. Place your order. Fast and free shipping on all orders over $40 in the entire United States. Go online. Check out their entire line of both boxers, t-shirts, sunglasses. They're a local Minnesota company. Very small button. And they are very happy. I'm I'm <laughs> thinking that they're a part you. of the Garage Logic podcast. Please, when you let them when you make your order, let them know that you heard about it right here in GL and I'll um, I'll find out about that button for you, bro. John Height, please take you, over. You know what? Can I, hang on, can I check my button? Hey, you're on camera. Let's see. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. Uh, this update me while th- I... <laughs> John Height's ghost cast. Thank you, Joe. This update is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Oh, oh, really uh, quick note, really quick note. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. Our guy Tom, our guy Tom here, building services guy, he yeah. came up to me before we started recording. He said, I hate to admit this, you were right. I said, what the, what the hell are you talking about? He said, I got the smoke fire grill from Fratelloni's. He talked oh. to his guy, Jim, at the uh, St. Louis Park store. They shipped it right to his house, took his old one and recycled it all for free. He's now obsessed with it. I told him. Nice. I, I told okay, him. Okay, Chris. Me. I love thank the smoke you, fire Chris. grill from Fratelloni's. Uh, no button. News. No button on that one. Do you uh, want a news. meeting again today? No. <laughs> again? Be quiet. Two people. John Height. Uh, two pe- I'm not going to do that story. Now. I'm going to go to a different story. <laughs> uh, President Trump made the first of what he says will be many visits to Minnesota and Wisconsin before the election day in November. He did that yesterday. He started with a quick stop at Minneapolis-St. Paul International, where he met with some small business owners about damage suffered during civil unrest in May and June. He then flew to Mankato for a small campaign rally just outside of an airplane hangar. After that rally, the president did grant an exclusive interview to our buddies downstairs to Tom Hauser at Five Eyewitness News. Uh, they did it on the tarmac alongside Air Force One. Among several topics, he said $15 million in emergency federal aid to help Minneapolis and St. Paul rebuild might have been rejected as punishment for letting riots get out of control. He told Tom, you know what? It's a punishment for being stupid because they could have stopped that if they let the police do what they're trained to do. The president also responded to questions about his pandemic response, allegations he's underfunding the Postal Service to undermine mail-in voting and why he's focused on winning Minnesota and Wisconsin. He says he plans to continue rallies or airport hops, as he likes to call them, like the one in Mankato, as he continues his campaign during the pandemic. He says these can be done safely. He said, I think so. We're pretty much socially distanced. The uh, toddler that runs the city of Minneapolis lashed out at Trump yesterday uh, via Twitter for not providing that funding. And uh, Twitter 
turned on that toddler and small shot fry? him down. Yeah, small fry. Small <laughs> That's fry. A great fry. Name. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, Trump is people. saying we have to redo the election. Uh, he's doing. These are Sid Hartman rules. He's setting up the loss, and then uh, providing uh, a reason that he believes it should be reheld. And it's again, it's another attack on the mail-in voting because he believes yeah. too many dogs and cats will get ballots. Yeah, he said yesterday, if the the only it's not an honest election unless he wins it. He said that's yeah. the only way it's a, a real election. Well, that's that's not. Okay, John, continue. Well, well okay. wait a minute. Regarding the dogs and cats, I mean, how far off is he? Remember I think pretty far these, off. Well, remember earlier in the year when all these uh, bonus checks went out to all of us, dead people were receiving checks. That's true. But I don't think there's been heaps of credible evidence that voter fraud is widespread. Hmm. Two people are dead after a domestic situation in Blaine Monday night. According to Blaine Police Department, at about 8.30, officers sent to a domestic situation in the 600 block of 120th Avenue Northeast in Blaine. When they got there, authorities began to investigate, learned a male with a gun was at the scene. While law enforcement was on the scene, multiple gunshots were heard from inside of the residence. And police say two juveniles were located and taken to safety. Multiple agencies from around the area responded to the scene. Attempts were made to contact people inside the home but were unsuccessful. According to police, officers then entered the residence and located a diseased man and woman inside. There are no suspects at large, and according to police, there is no ongoing danger to the public. A sprawling report released Tuesday morning by a Republican-controlled Senate panel that spent three years investigating Russia's 2016 election interference laid out an extensive web of contacts between Trump campaign advisors and Russian government officials and other Russians, including some with ties to the country's intelligence services. The report by the Senate Intelligence Committee, totaling about 1,000 pages, provided a bipartisan Senate version of an extraordinary set of facts. The Russian government undertook an extensive campaign to try and sabotage the 2016 election and to help President Trump. Some members of Trump's circle of advisors, according to the report, were open to help from an American adversary. The report drew to a close one of the highest profile congressional inquiries in recent memory, one that the president and his allies have long tried to discredit as part of a witch hunt designed to undermine the legitimacy of Trump's election nearly four years ago. Democratic virtual convention going on. Nobody saw any of it, right? I, I didn't watch any of it. No. Just whatever I saw on Twitter, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Obama delivering a condemnation of President Trump during the opening night, declaring him in over his head. On the same night, he was praised, uh, Joe Biden was, by Bernie Sanders, the self-described Democratic Socialist who championed a multi-trillion dollar universal health care plan. Uh, Biden also won backing from Ohio's former Republican governor, John Kasich, an anti-abortion conservative who spent decades fighting to cut government spending. There were real questions about whether the primetime event would adequately energize factions that Biden hopes to put together for the Democrats. Republicans face a similar challenge next week. Uh, by the way, uh, do you remember John Boehner? Sure. Uh, who I loved because he always looked like somebody who should have a heater and a cocktail in his hand. Right, right. He looked uh, like Dean Martin half the time. Exactly. Yeah. A spokesperson for the former House Speaker on Monday confirmed to Bloomberg News he is not the former Republican member of Congress preparing to offer an endorsement of Joe Biden 
That clarification came after John Kasich teased that an unidentified former Republican congressman would break with the party and back Biden. Uh, According to a spokesperson for Boehner, he said there's, quote, nothing to see here because Boehner would rather, quote, set himself on fire than get involved in this year's election. Mm -hmm. No felony charges will be filed against that House DFL candidate who shouted expletives within earshot of neighbors and kids at a protest Saturday outside the home of Minneapolis Police Union President Bob Kroll. Twitter videos showed John Thompson, the DFL activist who last week won his primary, Ford House District 67A in St. Paul, shouting into a microphone to the group of protesters. Activists also smashed pinata effigies of Kroll and his wife, WCCO reporter Liz Collin, before they dispersed. In a joint statement issued late Monday, Washington County Attorney Pete Orpet and Sheriff Dan Starry said though they found Thompson's comments grossly inappropriate, they did not violate any statutes. Is that, uh, Joe, I don't know the area that well, will he win there? Is that a... Heavily Democratic Fa- uh, Phelan East Side. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. But it, you know, it used to be the blue collar workers. Uh, it's just been a. There's just been a transform, transform, a change. There's been a gotcha. change. Gotcha. I don't know what the hell the word is, but transformative. <laughs> well, I mean, the industries are gone. You know, and uh, sure. uh, there's just been big demographic changes of of people who might find Thompson appealing. Transformational. Transformational. I did look. Kenny, are you talking? Kenny's talking, but he's he's not on. Here we That's go. Just as well. Here, there we uh, go. <laughs> no, what I was going to say about that, I, I would have expected him to lose, but then Omar won uh, last week. So anything, if it's yeah. if it's bad, it'll happen. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of that, when you guys were talking about the uh, the woman from Baltimore, whose name escapes me now, Kim Klasik, was it? Yes. 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 Uh, I did look up the district she's running in. Sixty-eight yeah. percent are registered Democrats. So Oof. it yeah. sounds like it's one of those places, just like Ilhan Omar. So uh, she may not have much of a chance to win, but anyway. but she's speaking the truth. She is. Yeah. Uh, man, I got some bad news for you. Uh, we now, according to new guidelines, you should only have one alcoholic drink a day. Oh, that's, I thought you were going to say girlfriend. On, hold that's, on. <laughs> uh, that's, we don't know that. One a day. That's the, huh? Yeah, that's the new advice experts are recommending for the oh, U.S. Big. dietary... Such, you're done for the day. Then, <laughs> <laughs> In fact, you might be over already. Huh? <laughs> no, I happen to not have any inventory, and I don't plan to procure any today Hold oh. on. Uh, we don't know no, that i'm not kidding i'm not kidding <laughs> that's the new advice experts are recommending for the u.s dietary guidelines for americans which are scheduled to be updated later this year for the first time in five years the guidelines now say men should limit themselves to two drinks a day they say that now and that women should limit themselves to one that's been in place since 1990 in a report, a committee of experts, though, noted there isn't adequate evidence to support different alcohol recommendations for men and women. The proposed advice shouldn't be interpreted to mean that not having a drink on Thursday means you can have two on Friday. One drink is the equivalent of about one 12-ounce can of beer, yeah. a five-ounce glass of wine, or a shot of liquor. Well, I don't I, want uh, to start a long conversation about it, uh, but what what the hell's the point in having one? Right. What's the point? Yeah. Have a yeah, glass of water yet. Nobody has one. Ever. I uh, accidentally fell into a barrel of Fireball on uh, Saturday Oof. night and uh, ended up uh, going to bed at 6.30 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Did he suffer? No, but he no. got out twice to take a leak. That's right. That's what happened. Hold <laughs> yeah. on. What was that? That was Seamus, right? Yep. Up to 300 Pizza Hut restaurants are closing. Most of them dine-in locations not well-suited for carry-out and delivery at a time when millions of people are eating at home. Pizza sales have exploded during the pandemic. Domino's last month reported a 30% spike in quarterly profits. In fact, they're going to hire 20,000 more people, according to a report they put out yesterday. However, uh, the Pizza Huts uh, didn't go quite as well. They only grew 1% in the April to June period. Uh, Domino's uh, carry-out focus stores posted a 20% jump during that same period. Uh, NPC owns 1,225 Pizza Huts, 385, uh, 385 Wendy's restaurants in 27 states. There are about 67 Pizza Hut restaurants in the U.S. President Trump said Tuesday morning he will pardon Susan B. Anthony, the woman suffrage leader arrested for voting in 1872 in violation of laws permitting only men to vote. Trump said he would sign a full and complete pardon, the 100-year anniversary today of the ratification of the 19th Amendment, which ensured women the right to vote. It's also known as the Susan B. Anthony Amendment. Anthony best known for her role in the movement to secure voting rights for women, but she also was a strong anti-slavery and voting rights pioneer. Uh, this was teased yesterday by the president, who said he had a big... Yeah. Uh, a big uh, pardon but coming no. today, and apparently that was taken. So a lot of folks thought he was going to pardon yeah. Joe Exotic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Tiger King? Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, and apparently even the Tiger King thought that in jail or prison, wherever he's at, yeah. and was yeah. a bit disappointed. Uh, what psych! Susan B. Anthony. Jeez. Wait a minute. Wait Burn! A minute. Okay, I didn't watch the show. Kenny, I know you did. I thought he's dead. No, oh, no, he's in, he's in, he's in jail. He's, yeah, yeah. He's oh. in prison. Yeah, like, what, 20 years or something? He got, he got Not long enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in St. Louis, a man helped change a tire late Saturday, then stole the stranded driver's money and cell phone at gunpoint. Oh, that's nice. Oh. A man, 28 years old, and a woman, 27, told police the man stopped to help them in the 1300 block of LaSalle Lane about 11.15 Saturday evening and changed their tire, as two other men watched. When the man who changed the tire asked to be paid for helping, the victim pulled out his wallet. That's when the man pulled out a gun and took his money and phone. Uh, nobody was injured, and police are still looking for that fellow. Uh, Budweiser launching a new campaign Monday. Uh, this seems weird to me. Seeking to become Utah's first official state beer. Of all states, Utah. Hmm. Utah is kind of a dry state. Yeah. Uh, they also promised to release a customized can if the plan goes through. In a video ad posted on YouTube, the self-proclaimed king of beers argued that Utah has a lot of official state things, including cherries as the state's official fruit, coal as its official rock, and the lily as the state flower. The uh, uh, pitch says, let's, make you, uh, let's get Utah to make Bud Utah's official state beer. I'd love to travel uh, Utah. I've never been there. And well, I, we were going to do Utah on our right, big yeah. uh, GL road trip that uh, we, well, like everything else, we, we lost. We kind of forgot about it. I'd love to we tour can. it in something from Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, Fiat. Schmelz Countryside is one of the last Twin Cities truly family-owned dealers. They're right there on the south 
east quadrant of Highway 61 and 36 with a great, great uh, Volkswagen inventory right now worth uh, 0% interest for 72 months and 120-day payment uh, for all 2019 and 2020 Volkswagens, including the Atlas Cross Sport. Check out those uh, Volkswagen SUVs, the Tiguan and the Atlas. They're roomy. They're available in two or three rows. They have all the latest technology and stuff. That's right. Yeah, so you go to uh, you go to the three websites. You select what you're most interested in to take that driving tour of Utah, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Then give the, uh, give the fellas and gals at Schmelz a call, and you'll have your own personal sales appointment, 651-243-4316. That's Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo and Fiat in Maplewood, Johnny. Turning a 12-minute stroll into a 7-minute power walk every day decreases the chance of an early death by about 30%, according to a new study. Experts led from Cambridge used fitness tracker data to show that when it comes to longevity, it's not how much exercise you get, but the intensity that matters. The findings, according to researchers, could help fitness tracker wearables to be employed more specifically to help improve people's health. They also added achieving the same energy expenditure through higher intensity activity is associated with even greater benefits than through lower intensity activity. In their study, epidemiologist Tessa Strain of the University of Cambridge and colleagues analyzed fitness and health data from almost 97,000 participants. Our national coin shortage, uh, it, it continues, unusual side effect of the pandemic, and it's causing problems for retailers, laundromats, and uh, according to the experts, even the tooth fairy. I'm puzzled by this story, John, uh, yes. because uh, because I've noticed a trend where a lot uh -huh. of people say, do not hand me back the change, just the paper money. Uh, yeah, I, that's I, how uh, I've been rolling. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I don't understand where this shortage is coming from. Does the story tell it's, us? It's just that there's not as many people out, I think, right? Uh, that's what Maybe I'm that's it. Assume. Maybe that's it. A lot of kids are losing choppers. Yeah. The <laughs> Federal Reserve announced in June the supply system for coins had been severely disrupted by the pandemic. While there are still enough coins out there, they aren't circulating as freely because a lot of businesses have been closed and consumers aren't outspending as usual. The U.S. Mint and Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin has urged Americans to use coins or turn them into banks to help. As the economy recovers and businesses reopen, the coin supply is expected to normalize. In the meantime, people have been forced to find workarounds. Retailers large and small have urged shoppers to use cards or exact change whenever possible. Some won't provide change. Grocery giant Kroger Company is still accepting cash, but offers customers the option to load their change onto loyalty cards to use on their next visit or to donate the balance to charity. Convenience store chain Wawa offered customers a free beverage at some of its stores if people brought in five bucks worth of coins or a sandwich for $50 or more. Community State Bank, a regional bank chain in Wisconsin, even offered a $5 bonus for every $100 worth of coins that people brought in. They had to suspend it after a week because they had overwhelming response to that offer. State police say uh, in Pennsylvania say a Saxton, Pennsylvania man is facing felony aggravated assault charges after shooting his friend with a gun he didn't think was loaded. Oh. Troopers, troopers said uh, they were called to Branch Street for a gunshot wound. Uh, the man had been shot in the neck. Uh, why did all of this happen? Well, according to the friend, they apparently did this a lot. They would uh, 
pretend their guns were loaded, but they were not supposed to be loaded. So they're playing cops and robbers with real guns, basically, that weren't loaded. That wasn't but smart. That wasn't smart. Oh, my God. It's rule number one. Treat all firearms like they're loaded, even when you know they're not. Mm-hmm. According to state police, Stephen Heath told troopers he was friends with the man who'd been shot, and the two would often play around, pointing their unloaded guns at each other. He oh. said that he, he grabbed oh. the man the man's nine millimeter handgun out of his holster and squeezed the trigger not knowing the gun was loaded he has a preliminary hearing scheduled for august 19th his buddy by the way will be okay as a slight wound to the neck and kind of the ultimate get off my lawn uh, here a northern michigan man sentenced to one year in prison after threatening to shoot kids running across his yard with a crossbow oh boy ouch 59-year-old Stephen Muller of Lanson was also sentenced to two years of probation and pleaded no contest to felonious assault. Muller called Emmett County Central Dispatch in November and told the dispatcher that kids were running through his yard and he would shoot anyone who came by his house. When Emmett County Sheriff's Office deputies got there, they found Muller outside armed with a 50 caliber rifle and a crossbow. He was taken into custody. Muller initially charged with nine felony counts and one misdemeanor related to the incident. Charges included assault with a dangerous weapon, felony firearm, possession of firearms under the influence, and five felony counts related to resisting and assaulting the police officers who showed up at his house. Johnny, that's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, We have got to address the important emails from our constituents when at last we return. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's something you can learn. The cabinets, they went in this morning. The sink gets hooked up tomorrow. And me and my lifelong roommate are ecstatic. I'm talking about the kitchen remodel and my buddies at aimhighconstructionmn.com. It's been an amazing journey so far. New deck, new concrete, new railing out front, a brand new kitchen inside. I've been very, very impressed with the fine craftsmanship. You should see these cabinets. You know what? I'm going to let you GLers in. I'll I'll tweet a picture of it tomorrow once the sink is hooked up. Uh, Very impressed with it. Great timing, constant communication from Chris Miller and his crew. And it sounds like you GLers have booked him up, booked him up solid through the winter for certain, certain projects. Don't get dejected. They're definitely worth the wait. Uh, But if you need a deck, you're going to go on a waiting list. He's got a lot of decks he needs to get done before the snow flies. Uh, But I'm going to tell you something. From the looks of my deck, it's worth it. Wait for Chris and his crew to do it. But if you need a roof, and with all the hail we've had this summer, yeah, of course you might. Get them up there. Or siding or windows. That could happen fairly soon, no matter what you have in mind. Number one, be sure to log on to aimhighconstruction.com. Excuse me, aimhighconstructionmn.com today. Get in touch with Chris. I have full confidence that they can can handle it. They are the solution. Uh, They're going to work within your budget, help with design. They're going to offer financing if that's a need. Get yourself on their schedule today. Book a meeting, a design consultation, and uh, get get, get an estimate. And then, gee, others... Get ready to be happy. AimHighConstructionMN.com. Hi, Joe and crew. I wanted to email you with a toast to a great living American. On August 8th, George Smilinich passed away at the age of 98. I think his obits in today's Minneapolis paper. George lived an incredible life. He was born on the Iron Range in Buell, Minnesota. As the starting point guard, George led the team back to, to led, <coughs> excuse me, 
led the team to back-to-back state high school championships in 1941 and 42 and led his football team to a conference title in 1941. George was drafted in 1942. Given he grew up on the range and was familiar with heavy equipment, he served as a tank driver in the 2nd Armored Hell on Wheels Division. He landed in Normandy on D-Day, fought in the Battle of the Bulge, and earned a Bronze Star and Purple Heart after pulling his commanding officer out of a burning tank after taking a German mortar. George went on to serve as an honor guard at the Potsdam Conference. After his military career, he returned to life as a teacher and football coach. Countless Iron Rangers will be headed to Fort Snelling on Friday as George is laid to rest. George also served as, as an advisor to the cast of the 2014 film Fury. Boyd Huppert did a story on George's advisory role. When he received a phone call from Hollywood letting him know that Brad Pitt wanted to fly George out to talk to him, George responded, who in the hell is Brad Pitt? They don't make him like this anymore. George will be missed, but now is reunited with his beloved Mary Jane. Good luck, Jared. All right. Dear Mayor, the... Such, I found out a neighbor of mine out out in the country, uh, his funeral was on Saturday, found out he was on the ground in Germany. Had no idea. Old Stanley, who used to drive by my place at three miles an hour, craning his neck to see what I was doing, (laughs) had no idea that he was in WW2 and was Hmm. on the ground. Tom writes, Dear Mayor, the war of language and definition is constantly being fought. One word better represents the war than many. That is the word progressive. It rings of progress and advancement of modern thoughts like democracy and freedom, of liberty and advancement. Yet in all categories, the progressive movement gives us quite the opposite. It brings back the ravaged ancient world. Even Marcus Aurelius preached against them 2,000 years ago, not to mention the great prophets of old. The progressives encourage government control of the economy, an old and long-failed policy. It hates freedom of speech, using every conceivable method to suppress it. They hate truth, defining it as hate speech. With progressives, there is only one view, one movement, one way of thinking. If you oppose that view, you are evil, closed-minded, and to be hated, reviled, despised, and fired from your position. There is nothing progressive about that. It is old, dictatorial thinking. It is thought control. It is language control. It is modern China. It is Venezuela. It is the city council of Minneapolis. It is failure, and it's rearing its ugly head once again. Keep up the good fight for freedom. Tom Sontag in Fridleystan. Get it? Fridleystan? (laughs) Fridleystan. I get it. (laughs) <laughs> a woman at Custer State Park got off her motorcycle and approached a bison calf. Oh, the calf's mother charged her, catching her belt on its horn and tossed her around violently. Eventually, her pants were stripped off as she was thrown to the ground. Get the drum roll ready. Proving once again that if you lose touch with nature, you may lose touch with your pants. But oh, boom, boom. Did you see that video? Yeah. Yeah. Tossed around like a rag. This uh, this was viewed in my home over the weekend, and we saw a guy do almost the exact same thing when we were out there. There there are more people out there like that than we realize. Yeah. Well, there's 20 people behind her filming it. Yep. (laughs) Wouldn't somebody say, hey. This guy took his... The guy I'm talking about, John, he took his shirt off and did the Toro, you know, towards... Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. America. I got a monthly weather review from... uh, 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 Terry, uh, that says that 130 degrees was not the hottest in Death Valley. The hottest was July 10th, 1930, 1913, when it was 134 degrees. 
And uh, you can find that out for yourself at climatechangedispatch.com, where they reprint a monthly weather review from January 1922. A hot spell, which has perhaps not been equaled anywhere else on the Earth's surface so far as reliable weather records are available, is the following as recorded at Greenland Ranch. Temperatures at Greenland Ranch during the spell of July 1913, and on the 10th, it 134 degrees. Wowzers. And so tonight uh, on the nightly news, you'll still be presented with the hysteria of uh, uh, the fact that it might hit 130 in Death Valley. Greetings, Mayor. On yesterday's podcast, you entertained a new GL lexicon suggested by Greg. He asked if he was entitled to a portion of the money he and the CP did not spend on a new dishwasher simply because he was able to keep the old one operational. Be careful how you rule. Even though it is commendable to use your GL knack to keep mechanical things in good running order, which I have done dozens of times, in my humble opinion, he is not using garage logic, but female logic. Let me explain. Trust me, I've seen this happen in real life. Let's say the CP goes into a store to buy a $300 end table for the den. Then she comes out and declares that she did not make the purchase because they had nothing she liked, so she was going to go next door and buy that $300 dress she likes with the money she saved by not not buying the table. A ruling in favor of this idea could turn on all GLers and end badly. If Greg could only stop congratulating himself on being brilliant for a moment, he too might realize the dangers ahead. Not spending money does not create money saved. It was always there. With his logic, Greg might do well on the Minnesota Legislature's Budget Committee. Keep pushing back. Loyal listener Mike, just a little outside of Duluth. Boy, i got to be careful on these rulings. Uh-huh. Uh, Mike uh, in Duluth, just a little outside. I think he was the one who said that I was uh, opening up, that I was a panda for my ruling on the guy with the with the model of the V8 engine. Yeah, and he said, "Okay, great. I'll take a picture of a tank and then show it to the kids. I can up my cylinder index." <laughs> Hail a flashlight king! Hail, Hail you! you. Mr. Mayor, I need a ruling or maybe just clarification. I know garage wood cannot be purchased, but can it be found? Or does it just show up with no known origin? As I was driving down a literal service road the other day, I spotted an 18-inch chunk of 6x6 in the ditch. I grabbed it because I can see it coming in handy sometime in the future. Can I add that to the garage wood collection? Or is this in another category altogether? This is from Rick Grosshong in Edmond, Oklahoma. Uh, I, that's, that's like uh, common surface savings alone, baby. Grab it; it's yours. That's yours. Yeah, I yeah, see. No, yeah. uh, you know, we say uh, we say we don't know where garage wood comes from. That doesn't mean you don't have to know. That means you can know where it comes from. Just right. most of us have garage wood that we don't know where it came from. Right. Because it's been it's been multi generational. By the point you might see it in the corner of your garage and you say, "Where in the hell did that come from?" All you know is it's been with you for a long time. But yes, that's a good way to get garage wood. You see a good piece in the ditch? That's yours. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I just found a nice piece in the alley. Yeah, and I brought it up north and put it to work right away. <laughs> Took my scooter to the bank yesterday, uh, and I'm glad I had the scooter because I was thwarted in almost every direction I wanted to take by road construction in St. Paul. Not a problem. I'm on my Yamaha S-Max. You can get those at EcoFun Motorsports. 
in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 60 lawn, along with little smaller scooters that turn every errand into an adventure and get about 75 miles to the gallon and are nimble and easy to park and great for urban commuting. Uh, I can't recommend them highly enough, along with the Bintelli e-bikes. Uh, Kayla uh, Bloom is a world expert in the in the Bintelli e-bikes. She'll teach you everything you need to know about it. Great recreational equipment for kids. Helmets, apparel, great service department. Tim uh, sends a truck through town, uh, picks up what you need servicing on, takes it back to Forest Lake at EcoFun. They fix it and get it back to you. It's a great way to run a service department. Uh, This is EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in Forest Lake. I believe they're on Instagram, and they uh, yes, they are. You can you can often see happy happy GLers having purchased some new ride at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. And because they come to us all the way from Mumbai, India, courtesy of Tom Lyman, it's on this date in Minnesota history, August 18th, 1929. A 350-pound bear is killed in the Hotel Duluth Lounge. The bear had followed truck driver Arvid Peterson and his shipment of fish into the city and attracted by the smell of food in the Hotel Duluth coffee shop, broke through the window of the lounge. The hotel's night watchman, Albert Nelson, and an unarmed local resident confronted the bear, hitting it with a chair and hammer. Others called the police, and Sergeant Eli LeBeau shoots the bear after trying first to corner it unharmed and return it to the woods. The bear was the third killed in Duluth that year. Boy, that should tell all the euphorians something. You think that urban wildlife is the result of us taking their habitat. This is the third bear that wandered around in Duluth all year in 1929. By the way, there's an advisory on uh, what island? Uh, On the Apostle Islands. Which island is now closed? Oak Island, because of of a bear that's just way too friendly with people. So they're they're closing off. Uh, they're Gotta closing off down. Oak Island. Yeah. Uh, also on this day, in uh, 1993, Dan and Steve Butner of Roseville completed the first north to south bicycle ride across Africa. They set their rear wheels in the Mediterranean Sea 272 days and 11,836 miles before rolling their front wheels into the Indian Ocean. In addition to such natural obstacles as the Sahara Desert, jungles, and mountains, the men faced malaria, civil war, thieves, and a lack of supplies. So how do you like that? It's a long drive. That's a long drive. I have some breaking news here. uh, Yes. That that relates to your earlier rant. Mm -hmm. Uh, U.S. Postal Service Postmaster General Louis DeJoy says in a statement of his delay-causing policy changes, quote, to avoid even the appearance of any impact on election mail, I am suspending these initiatives until after the election is concluded. Wonderful. So we, won't, Wonderful. we won't see any for at least four months. Wonderful. Appar- apparently. Well, that's what, he, that's what you have you to do. Now? Yeah, but no. <laughs> Watch this, though. Watch this. After the election, there'll be no urgency to address the post office's problems. Well, of course This not. was a ruse. Well, of course Right. It was, it was like the large group of people that was at our doorstep at the 2016 election. What happened to that after the election? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, well, well, remember the invasion of, uh, of the immigrants that uh, no, Trump... I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Before the election? Is this still the, the bear story? During the campaign, remember, there was a, a large train of, of uh, immigrants who were... <laughs> coming to the u.s from south america and oh yeah through mexico yeah. and yeah. we all had to be worried and right 
and yeah, that disappeared immediately after I'd the election. I'd probably quit smoking if I didn't hang out with you dummies. <laughs> <laughs> Stay informed, Kenny. It's good for you. Okay. Cannon Hinnant. <laughs> Cannon Hinnant. Remember that? H-I-N-N-A-N-T. Cannon Hinnant. Brutally executed by his neighbor. Uh, and not a word spoken. Why don't they throw his picture up on the screen, Cannon's picture up on the screen at the DNC uh, or the RNC? He deserves to be remembered as much as anybody in a country turning so violent in the summer of 2020. Been one hell of a 2020, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'll say. And I just keep being haunted by these uh, thoughts that at the present pace, why is next summer going to be any different than this one? Yeah. What unless we get vaccines that are foolproof? Hey, what's coming up on the right? What's coming up on the right? <laughs> Don't worry, President Kamala Harris will take care of everything in the summer Kamala. of 2021. Well, I have no doubt that uh, she'd be the one uh, mm-hmm. making decisions. Uh, they, they're both uh, both Biden and Trump are suffering a little cognitive decline, aren't they? I mean, uh, was Biden doing the same thing that Goodell did during the NFL draft? They just had him in his basement and slapped a camera in front of him, and he. <laughs> I think he's been uh, very uh, discreet in his traveling. I don't think he's gotten away from the house much. I don't he? think he has either. No, I don't think no. so. I'm Will tell he you appear right now. at the convention? I mean, they're all appearing uh, virtually. I'm sure I he has to give making, a speech. Is, I think it's going to be virtual, isn't it? I believe. Sure. Yeah. Write this down. 8-18-2020, p.m. Trump wins this election in a landslide, fellas. Okay. Just <laughs> a minute. I will write it down. It's a GL prediction. Prognosticator like uh, Patrick Royce. <laughs> well, if he doesn't, Kenny, he'll say it was, it was a result right, of yeah. fraud. Yeah. And he'll be right. <laughs> I'm not biting Kenny. Sorry. I think Kenny's trying to mend fences. <laughs> well, good luck to good luck to everybody. Good hey, really quick, how about Sioux Falls, South Dakota? They <laughs> oh, are how the about right size community, Joe, with the right business climate at the right time to grow your business. Get relief from excessive restrictions and costs. Expand or relocate your business to Sioux Falls. It all starts with a visit. Online to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com, Joe. Hey, you know, that new postmaster must have heard my rant. Of course he did. Oh, he, he could Probably, work. yeah. Not, not yet. He, yeah. We haven't I posted he, yet. Yeah, I haven't posted it yet. But if he had heard it, that's what he would have. That's what he would have hey, heard. how do I listen to the podcast live? <laughs> uh, I do st- go to GarageLogic.com. Okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Let's just uh, let, let's call her a day, shall we? <laughs> Is that what I was supposed to say? Yeah. Hey, PodMN is the only podcast app made for Minnesota. You can find past episodes of Garage Logic and maybe some others about local sports, news, comedy, true crime, and family talk? Question mark? There's also a chance to listen to win rewards each and every time you listen. My God. Download the app today in the Apple or Google Play stores. PodMN. Listen local. Again, those emails are... Jay Hyde at GarageLogic.com and GL Joe at GarageLogic.com. Hey, yesterday when oh. I listened to the podcast, it kept starting over again. We over call and that and over and over. Operator error, sir. Yeah. But then I then, it, then I finally found a version that played all the way through. Nice. Quickly, GLers, Google Unity 2020. Yeah. I want yeah. to hear what y'all have to say about it. It's pretty interesting.